welcome to Vision Forward's Tech Connect Live, connecting you to the world of assistive technology. And now, here are your hosts, Corey and Luke. Hello, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Tech Talk Live, your number one show for learning about cooking today, at least. Uh, yes. Yeah. Is your mic on? I hope so. Oh, okay. I don't know. Can anybody hear me? Yeah, you're looking. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're fine. Good start. Hello, everybody. Hello. We, uh, pr producer Jonathan is out today. Yeah. So it's like we completely forgot how to do half of the stuff. <laughs> we did. <laughs> so it's only been like a few weeks since he started yeah, cover doing that stuff as well. Although last week we weren't on YouTube. We weren't. Uh, didn't have audio on YouTube. No, uh, we not that not. we can blame. Well, let's blame. Producer John, because oh, yeah, he's 100%, not here, so yeah. we'll go ahead and blame it. it's his fault. <laughs> so, but today we should be good. Hopefully, we can't even monitor YouTube, so hopefully, <laughs> we're, uh, hopefully there's a lot. Hapreet, let us know if you can hear us live. <laughs> yeah, um, so if you chat, uh, please do comment on YouTube, but we can't read them. So just comment between each other. You know, that's, yeah. uh, that's what being social is all about. Really, and you know what yeah. else is, um, is related to social things, Corey? No. Thanksgiving. Yes. Yeah, and you know what we're talking about today? Christmas. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I'm guessing we're talking about Thanksgiving. Mm, yes, today we're going to be looking at um, how to safely, effectively, and tastefully Ooh, create. I like tastefully. <laughs> I so, so there's a, it's a double meaning there. I like exactly, it. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It creates your Thanksgiving meal. And uh, to do so, because Corey and I know nothing about, um, well, anything really, but especially know nothing about cooking. But luckily, we have a accessibility cooking expert in the house. Yeah. Please raise your hands and give a firm round of applause for Rose Visser. Hello, Rose. How are you today? Good. How are you doing? Excellent. And as you can see, Rose is coming live from the Italian kitchen that we have here yes, in Vision Forward. Specifically said, if I come on your show, mm -hmm. I must... Be in an Italian kitchen. Yeah, so we worked so really hard to build. You, know, you guys did a great job. Oh, thank yeah. you. Gorgeous. Like, I don't. I mean, I'm not exactly sure what makes a kitchen. I made a. Uh, I tried making a joke and realized quite quickly. Mm. Uh, I said, "Oh, I know. It, it, it put an Eiffel Tower in there." And then, <laughs> yeah, and then you pointed out that that's <laughs> that French. And not, <laughs> not Italian. So I don't know what makes an Italian kitchen. But uh, well, I do. What's that? If you have an Italian person in your kitchen, then it's an Italian kitchen, <laughs> right? Good point. That's true. So an Italian kitchen can be anywhere. Pretty much. Mm -hmm. it, it, yeah, it's it's wherever you think it is. Yeah, that's where it is. Uh, uh, Rose, do you have any Italian blood in you at all? Or? I do not, mm, no. I just okay. like that the kitchen is spacious and yes. lots of marble, lots of space to work. Of course, nothing less. And uh, Corby put this together using Ira. So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I built it. He built on it on my own. Yeah. He built job. it using Ira, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Only, only this the morning. finest material just this morning. Yeah. I did the carving of the marble. Wow. Uh, and, talented. Uh, yeah, I'm very talented. <laughs> all right, for the moment, let's switch back to our view because we have to, of course, do the all important joke time. We do. Uh, just before we do, though, Corey, you recommended me a book. I did. It was called Project Hail Mary yeah. by a uh, gentleman by the name of Andy Weir. That is correct. And uh, he also wrote The Martian. Don't know if anybody has read the book or seen, uh -huh. seen the movie of The Martian. Uh, I've been reading uh, through the book, and so far I've been uh, enjoying reading it, but I've, I've found the main character to be, um, you know, not... Uh, 
not to my, uh, my very shallow favorite. Very really shallow. No yeah. depth to it. It's definitely like we said before. It's definitely a, I don't want to say a fluff read, yeah. but it's like a read for pleasure. You're you don't, you're not going to walk away with any deep, real deep thoughts. Exactly. Or anything yeah, but like it is uh, enjoyable to read nonetheless. Mm-hmm. And uh, Corey, the uh, I, I don't want to spoil the plot too much, but yeah. during the course of his adventures, our lead character comes across an alien, and the alien happens to be blind. Yeah. And uh, well, his whole species are, you know, it, well, it's not just him. And uh, he, yeah. uh, but he is able to quote unquote see through the use of very advanced listening uh, capabilities. Yes. Uh, almost echolocation style. Yeah, it seems like. I mean, they never yeah. they never really go super deep in depth about it. But yeah. at how, uh, I mean, there's points where he's listening across, you know. Huge amounts of space, so obviously he's got yeah some super yeah super hearing. definitely seems to be a, an echo location, which mm-hmm. reminded me of that guy who uh, does the uh, the echo location. I'm sure you're aware of him. Yeah, you know I've never been able to do like I I under I definitely use uh, pieces of that traveling. Like you can yeah. sort of hear when you walk past something or doorways, but. Some people are like just amazing with that echolocation and the exactly. You know, yeah, this specific just, guy makes yeah. those makes those noises. I forget his name sadly, but uh, he he has a TED talk, and uh, yeah. yeah, he makes those noises as he goes around to help him navigate. If any of our audience does that, then please let us know in the chat because the chat is where we like to chat. The chat is where it's at. <laughs> the chat is where it's at, as a as a wise man <laughs> as, once said, uh, as the kids are saying now. <laughs> so um, please do put into the mm-hmm. chat. Uh, uh, anything really, but definitely your experiences <laughs> with uh, with cooking. We would like to hear about it's those. It's a, it's a sign of desperation. <laughs> yeah, please, just write to Please, anything. <laughs> just anything is good. Um, of course, uh, if you have any uh, cooking tips of your own, we would love to hear those. If you yourself have read a Project Hail Mary, uh, you can put your thoughts about that into the chat. And obviously jokes as well, yeah. because we do like jokes on the show. And uh, let's get over to the jokes now, Corey. Uh, yes. Let's tell our joke first of all. Okay. This is not Thanksgiving related. It's nope. time related. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Here goes the joke. Everybody, and uh, Rose included. If you know the answer to this joke, Rose, mm-hmm. feel free to uh, to shout it, shout yep. it out here. So uh, here's the joke. Um, <laughs> I forgot it already. <laughs> why did the man stop eating clocks? Why did the man stop, stop eating clocks? Uh, I'm sure they were pretty tasty, so I can't think of any good reason t- why he would want to. Ticker, tacker. Hmm. Hands. Anybody, why did the man stop eating clocks? I don't know. Rose, do you, do you have any idea? I have no idea. He ran out of time or something. Ooh, oh, that's, that's actually pretty good. That's very good. Not yeah. the answer, but you are, you are close, though. Yeah, you, you, you're on the right... Uh, you're on the right... Uh, track. Track here, yeah. Time. Um, the answer is... Because it was too time-consuming. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Yeah, get that. Oh, that's, hey, well, I'll give myself a reach well, that's, there. You reached over first. So that's, <laughs> if I was reaching, that wasn't the button I was reaching for. So, so here in the chat said he had second thoughts. Ooh, <laughs> that's a good one, too. I'm going to give him a lot of these. Oh, yeah. Up with great yeah, that one's a good one. I like that. Uh, and uh, also in the chat from Paula, what do you get when you cross a turkey with a ghost? So Thanksgiving themed here. What do you get when you cross a turkey with a ghost? Uh, something I was going to say, like, gobble, bub, Nope. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, I, I did not know. A poultry guys. Oh, that's pretty good. That was pretty <laughs> good. Excellent. Paula and much. Paula, thank yes, you very much. Thank you. I always look forward to those. All right. Well, uh, Rose, we are going <coughs> to... 
be handing the uh, the reins over to you, so to speak. And uh, I myself am uh, just the worst um, chef on the planet. And uh, Corey, I know that you are the cook of your family, but I you did disclose to me that you have the same meals uh, on Very rotation much. every week, which is also what I do as well. So, yeah. uh, but I know that Rose uh, is much better. So uh, we are in good hands, and we're going to start off, Rose. We are going to uh, be going through the process of making your Thanksgiving meal. So we need mm -hmm. to start at the start here, and the start is <laughs> accessing the recipe. Okay. Yes. How are we going to do it? So there's lots of different ways that you can do that. For Thanksgiving time, a lot of us have our favorite family recipes that we follow, or maybe we want to try a new recipe this year. Mm -hmm. So we, may, we have to be able to access that recipe, and there's lots of different ways that you can do that. Um, one way is to use a device called the Pen Friend, I don't know if you've heard of the pen friend before, but it looks like this. It's actually an audio labeler. Um, it's a very simple device, and that's what I like about it. it. There aren't a lot of buttons on it. So just a few buttons on the front. Um, they're bright yellow, so if you have some vision, you can kind of see the contrast with them. This device comes with some different labels. It comes with magnetic labels. Um, you also get some special stickers that have technology built into them that go along with this device. So for an example, how you would use this to record a recipe, you could have your recipe written on a, a recipe card or maybe in a recipe book, and then you would put one of your little stickers from the pen friend on the card, and then you can record a message or a recipe, maybe the name of the item you're trying to cook, maybe some little tips about how to cook it. You would record that onto that label. I'm gonna turn on my device and just show you. There's a power button that you just hold down until it beeps, makes a beeping sound. I've recorded a message onto this little sticker and we're gonna simply touch the device to that label and we're gonna to listen to what we have recorded. Betty Crocker milk chocolate brownie mix. So I won't go through all of it, but you can hear how it's listing all the things I recorded, the ingredients, um, the the directions, any important information that you want. So who's, that's a great whose voice was that? I was going to ask. Friend yeah, I was going to ask that. That too. was my voice. Actually. Yeah, it didn't sound, <laughs> right? no, it didn't it sound sounds different when it's recorded. Yeah, right? I would not. I was going to say the same thing. Like, where did you download that really? from? Really? Yeah. I want oh, you to okay. uh, just record every recipe so everybody can uh, have the pleasure of okay. listening to to that. I have to put my Do other you, work on hold for yeah, a while. Exactly. That, but <laughs> while while it's playing, Rose, are you able to pause it? You can't. Pause it. So, like, if I were to hit um, the power button again, it's yeah. just all or nothing. Okay. So, yep, yep. So, so you if you to... wanted to do it, one way you could potentially do it, if you wanted, steps would be multiple stickers exactly. then, right? Step one, step two. Yep. So, you could have okay. multiple stickers on this recipe card, or I've had some people that will have a little notebook with multiple stickers on it, and they just keep their recipes in that little notebook. Sure. So, that's a great way to do it, too. Yep. So that's one one device. I love it. Again, it's a simple device. Um, another way that you could um, access recipes, especially on food packages, a lot of um, packages will have a recipe on the side. I have some stovetop stuffing mix here. Ooh, <laughs> Yum. A delicious Thanksgiving staple. Um, and <laughs> on the side, <laughs> um, on the side of the package, it'll have the recipe. So if you can't quite remember or can't see the tiny print on that, um, you could put this recipe or this box inside of a Ziploc bag and put a pen friend label on the outside. You mm -hmm. also can use apps to access that print recipe. 
So there's the Scene AI app um, for iPhones and the new Lookout one, mm -hmm. is that the name of it? Yeah. Right? Yep. Um, for your Android device. But that's a great way to use your phone to be able to read the print that's on a food package. If you have those apps, though, you do know that there's some quirks to them, right? Yeah, finding the barcode you typically can be yes. difficult or getting it to read. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I've done that with seeing AI and try to read the directions, and it'll say, like, preheat to, and then, it, you know, the number is all messed up. And you're like, well, I don't think I'm supposed to preheat to 800 and something right? or 35. So sometimes you got to check a couple times yes. uh, to make sure it's accurate. True, yeah. So there's some little quirks with that. Or if things are written in like a chart or a table mm, the app sure. doesn't necessarily read down the chart right so it reads yeah. across and can jumble up your words <laughs> we did a video a past video geez it must be a probably over two years at this point we did a video about accessing barcodes remember and yeah, one of the things yeah. we did was using a computer and the directions for me website uh, where you could look up yep. barcodes or just type in the name of the product and then you got a nice uh, if you're a screen reader yep. user on the computer or magnification you got all the instructions right there to review yeah. as well too i like directions for me yeah because like you said it kind of lays out the recipe very simply it gets rid of all the visual clutter mm -hmm. so if you're looking up a recipe online there's so many ads and <laughs> visual clutter yeah so directions for me keeps it really simple and if you have some vision it spaces out the lines nicely too it makes mm -hmm. it easier to read um, so yeah that's a good one um, your digital assistants too can be very helpful for looking up recipes your amazon echo Google Home, all of those are great mm -hmm. ways to look up a recipe as well. And I love those because they'll do, uh, and again, we did a past uh, session did. on it. Mm. Um, uh, but all, all three of them, the HomePod, the Google Home, the, the Amazon Echo, will do the steps, you know, give you time to, to, to uh, complete a step, and then you just say next or whatever, next step, and it gives you the next mm. step in the recipe. So that's really cool, too. It doesn't just throw it all at you. Yeah, that's a great way, great way to do it. I love the digital assistants. They're great in the kitchen. You can set timers and, and use them for a lot of different mm. tasks, or if you're just trying to look up something quick, like a, a measurement conversion, <laughs> it yeah, can be helpful for, sure. for that, that, too, just to look up important information. So they work great. Um, Video magnifiers are also helpful if you have a, a favorite cookbook at home and you can't quite read the recipe. You have some vision, but you're having trouble seeing the words. Um, there are portable video magnifiers that you can get. Um, there's lots of different kinds, but in general, how they work is they use a lot of kind of higher technology. Um, they have buttons where you can magnify what you're looking at. So this one, it's called the Explore 8, and you would rest it right on your cookbook, your recipe, and then you can make the print bigger or smaller. But what's nice too is you can adjust the contrast of what you're looking at. So if you prefer white words on a black background to really make the words stand out, um, something like this can be helpful. Um, and it's portable, so it's nice to bring it into the kitchen, set it on your recipe book and just kind of slide it along and mm -hmm. adjust the magnification and contrast. Um, there are bigger versions of these called desktop magnifiers. Um, those aren't as portable, so you have to have them kind of resting, <laughs> setting on a, a table in your kitchen. Um, but for those, you get a bigger screen, so those can be very helpful with placing your recipe book under the screen and then doing the same things as the portable one, adjusting mm -hmm. the contrast and magnification. So I don't know if you guys have ever used those for recipes. <laughs> I, I never follow a recipe. 
Okay, that, that answers that question. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, for like for me, for recipes, if I look, I usually am doing it on the computer, and then I will put it from the computer. I'll put it onto my phone, either in the notes app or something like that, and then just kind of follow it step by step. Although I have been trying to use the Echo more because mm -hmm. uh, sometimes the problem with the video magnification or the phone is that your hands. I have found cooking blind, my hands are always dirty. Yeah. I mean, I'm washing my hands mm -hmm, a million mm -hmm. times as I'm cooking. Mm -hmm. um, and so trying to keep hands free is, yeah. is, is helpful. Yeah, so the voice activated devices yeah. are more helpful for that, definitely. And if you are cooking with vision loss, you want to get your hands in stuff, right? <laughs> so that you can tell a lot about the texture of the food and when you're mixing things up. So yeah, voice activation is the way to go. So let's talk about once you have your recipe, now you probably want to do some stuff on the stove or in the oven. You want to cook some items, right? Mm -hmm. um, so safety with the stove or oven is very important. Um, and one of the big things is just making sure that you can identify your stove or oven. Um, there are lots of different kinds of stoves or ovens. I go into people's homes and help them with labeling. And almost every time I go into their home, I see a new one, <laughs> one yeah. that I haven't seen before. Um, so making sure that your, your appliances, your small or large appliances are labeled properly can help you to access all the little controls and dials and, and buttons. Um, and there's lots of different ways to label them. And most appliances can be labeled in a way that somebody with vision loss can use them. Except mine. Yours. <laughs> I what bought is a brand yours new, like? I bought brand new ones when we moved and I can't, uh, it's, all a, it's all flat. And it's not touchscreen, basically, but it's a big flat panel. And I put bump dots on the specific buttons I need. Mm -hmm. But when you reach up to find those buttons, you press all the oh, other no. buttons because they're so, yeah. So I honestly, I, 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 all I can do is hit bake and get it on at 350. And that's, I have to cook everything at 350 unless I have someone come help me. I know, so though. It's I know a, a nightmare. solution for this. Get you a whole. Put, you put, well, you can get a new oven. Yeah. yeah. You put gloves on. And then you can find the bump dot. But it's not, uh, it's pressure sensitive, oh, not no. uh, <laughs> capacitive. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. So oh. it's, so it is, a, it, but those bump dots make a huge difference. Even in that yeah. case, I'm still able to at least do something, yeah. which exactly. without bump dots, you wouldn't be able to do anything. I'm surprised but. you didn't buy a smart cooker, Corey. I know, I had, I really should have, but it was, yeah, long story. Anyways, I, I regret not getting a, a, a more tactile or at least a smart yeah. stove and now i feel because it's less it's a year old at this point i feel like i can't <laughs> i can't get another one yeah but. the smart cookers are nice they're expensive right it's still yeah. kind of a new technology yeah. um but yeah if you do have a stove at home it you know as long as it's not cory stove <laughs> a lot of them can be labeled um the bump dots like you mentioned are are great um, bump dots are are basically just raised up stickers um they come in lots of colors. A bright orange is a helpful color if you have some vision. It's a it's an easy to see color. Um, but if you have no vision, you can usually feel them. And how we use these is we put these on the different controls on our appliance. So I'm holding up an example. This is a picture of a dial and how you would label a dial with bump dots. You would put two different bump dots on. One would be at your starting point that you're gonna line the dial up with. And then you would put a bump dot on your setting. Usually with things like your burner dials, I recommend putting a bump dot on your medium setting. It's right in the middle. Once you can find the medium, you can usually figure out which way to turn it for your sure. other, other temperatures. 
Um, but the bump dots are heat resistant too, which mm -hmm. makes them better than maybe other tactile markings that you might just find at a hardware store. Yeah. Glue um, doesn't uh, melt away and fall exactly. off. Exactly. <laughs> they don't melt away and fall yeah. off. Yeah. Um, unless your surface is greasy, mm. they can slide off. So mm, make sure. sure your surface is clean. How long do you think they would generally last then? I mean, can they I'm, just last forever? They much? can last a, I've, I've had, a long time. I've had some on that have been on for years oh, on well. stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you get them on right in a nice mm -hmm. clean yes. surface, yeah, they'll, they'll yeah. last for They will a last a long time. That's true. That was my pen friend going off in case you're wondering. I mean, I've got bump dots all over the house from the microwave to the stove to mm -hmm. the thermostat to the washing machine yep. to I mean it really those in my opinion you know when you think about like what, what are the must-haves in anyone's house that's got a visual impairment mm -hmm. a pack of bump dots is yep. like you must have that in your house at all times yes I think almost every client I work with I, I recommend some sort of labels like bump dots um, they're very useful um, another useful labeling tool is called Spot and Line Pen. Mm -hmm. um, it's a tactile paint. Um, it's very useful for the same uses as the bump dots. It, it When it dries, it creates a raised up surface and it comes in a bright color like this bright orange. Um, but the nice thing about this is you can draw out something. So you could draw out a symbol, like a plus sign or a minus sign or an arrow. Um, so there may be times where just a simple dot doesn't make sense to you. <laughs> so if you put a plus sign, for example, where you increase the temperature on your, your oven, that may make more sense. Mm -hmm. You do have to let it dry. It takes a little bit of time, but then once it's dry, you can touch it. It's raised up. It works really well. Um, I like the spot and line pen because it has lots of uses. You can label clothing tags with it too. Um, it's heat resistant again, as long as it's dry, you could throw it, your clothing in the washer and dryer, it won't come off. Um, so it's a very handy tool. And you can kind of adjust like how, how thick it is too, to a certain extent, yes. right? If you, uh, you maybe use a toothpick to make a thinner line yep. if you need or whatever you can, so yeah, that's kind of cool. you can build cool it up to, to make yeah. a bigger marking, that's true. Um, and then there is something called wiki sticks. Have you guys ever heard of wiki sticks? I used them. Oh gosh, I used them. Uh, that's how I got through high school math. Oh. Geometry, we used wiki yeah. sticks to, to create the shapes and, and all that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, they're really cool. They're great. They're so handy and they're very low tech, which mm -hmm. is nice. And it's just, they're bendable craft wax, basically. So you can um, bend them into different shapes. You can cut into smaller pieces, press it on a surface, but then you can also remove it. So it works really good for labeling things like boxed food packages where you don't want to throw away an expensive label. Mm -hmm. You could put a label on a box of mac and cheese and, and be able to identify it. Um, I use this to label the popcorn button on my microwave. So I'm making the shape of a P for popcorn. Mm -hmm. so it's easily Good idea. That. Is that the most important button on your microwave? It is. Okay. Next to the coffee is. button. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> that <way> the popcorn. <laughs> At least for my son, it's a very important <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> um, So those are just some ways that you can label your appliance. Make sure you have it labeled properly before you start to even use it. Make sure you can identify mm. things on it. Just uh, going back to popcorn for a second, and I only made popcorn in a pan for the first time Oh, uh, like with actual few, oil and yeah, okay, a, a okay. few weeks ago. But of course, like uh, you know, having having not done it before, <laughs> I made the classic mistake and didn't put the lid on. <laughs> so there was popcorn all over the kitchen. Had a mess to clean up. <laughs> yeah. That's very funny. <laughs> um, other things with the stove or oven, you know, thinking safety. Um, 
you know, with vision loss, your tendency is to use that sense of touch a little bit more. Yeah. So making sure your hands are protected when you're interacting with the stove is important. There's lots of different oven mitts and gloves that you can get. Um, I like these ones, they're oven gloves. They look um, like the ones that you see on TV <laughs> advertised, but they're a little bit longer, which is nice. They really come up a little bit further down your arm. Um, this one also has some grippy surfaces on it, so it makes it a little bit easier to grab a pan from out of the oven. Oven mitts a lot of times are bulky. Sometimes it's hard to wiggle your fingers and yeah. grab that pan easily. So I, I really like this kind. I love the gloves. You get mm -hmm. way more dexterity and easy. Yeah. Exactly. Is that a, a specific brand of glove that was? Um, it's called the oven glove. Oh, it's just called the oven glove. Okay, the oven they glove. went uh, they went straight. You know, just make it as simple as possible. I don't know if there's a specific brand on this one, but we do sell sell these in mm -hmm. our store. But um, you can get them online as well. Mm -hmm. They do make some that are are shorter though, so I do recommend getting the ones that are longer okay. and come up your arm a little bit further. And is and if I'm not mistaken, you recommend that so that when you open up the stove mm -hmm. and have the stove, no, the oven. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I always get the stove. <laughs> when you open up the oven door and reach in, yep. you sometimes, on uh, that top rack, you sometimes can bump your forearm on the actual top of the, mm. of the oven. Yes. So if you've got it coming up a little bit more, you've, you're protecting that forearm in case, right? Yeah. Is that? Yep, you're exactly okay. right, because we sometimes forget about the top of that, that oven. It, you can easily bump your arm mm -hmm. on that. I also recommend using it, too, if you're a little uncertain or uncomfortable about the stove top as well. Mm. Um, so when you're trying to search for a pan or find the handle for the pan, but you're nervous about how to touch you know, mm -hmm. and search for that pan, just put on your glove and then you can easily move around and, and touch and find the pan. Yeah, so we actually, uh, we have a kettle that we put on the stove top, but it's all made of stainless steel or whatever. And so the handle just gets really hot whenever yeah. you boil water. Yeah, so you want to, yeah, that's tough. That my pots and pans to my same thing. The yeah. handle gets hot. It's yeah. like I can't even I grab don't understand it why they do yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, even some that are supposed to be protected on the handle, yeah, sometimes just, they still yeah. still get hot. Yeah. <laughs> I found that uh, when you talk about stove tops, uh, I have gas now in 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 this house, so I don't have the flat top. But my last house, I had the electric flat flat glass type, mm -hmm. and that can always be tough. What I found yeah. hard there was and maybe this is my technique. So first, mm -hmm. I always put the pan on before I turned on the stove yep. because a lot of times you can sort of feel uh, the burner part has some little texture or some mm -hmm. grippy. So I'd line it up before I turned it on. Mm -hmm. But then if you had to turn it, if you had to take the pot off for any reason and bring it back, the way I found I, I would sort of, you kind of knew what corner to put it in, yep. right? Front, mm -hmm. back, whatever it might be. So I'd set it down there and then I would just use my hand very gently, not touching anything, but just feeling kind of the heat around yep. it. And you could kind of tell, okay, this side's got way more heat coming. You know, you could kind of feel way. the heat to figure out, but you got to be careful mm. that you don't touch the pan or yeah. bring your hand too close to the stove, but. Yeah, and that's where the gloves could be handy. Yeah. Or I like using a wooden spoon as like a replacement to your hand. Oh, <laughs> so sure. So you can use that and just tap and find at least where the pan is. Yeah. And once you know where the pan is, then you can do that circling around it to find where the heat is escaping. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the gloves work fine for that too. Um, lots of different techniques that can be yeah. helpful. Um, another quick thing that for the oven, um, there's something called oven rack guards. They're pieces of 
heat resistant specially designed fabric and you just snap them on the front of each of your two oven racks and they can stay in the oven. A lot of times people are like, what? You can yeah. keep fabric in the oven? Mm. <laughs> um, this kind you can. And once they're snapped on the front, it protects your hands if you should accidentally touch the front of the oven rack. Mm. Um, but they also, they're white in color and most ovens are dark or black. So if you have some vision oh, loss, yeah, it's sure. hard to tell where the front of that rack is. So this tells you where it is. So how hot does it get, you know, when you're cooking, how hot does, does, it, does the fabric get pretty hot or not? No, Not too bad, I suppose, because it doesn't. There are some metal really snaps, a... but they're kind of tucked inside. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's, okay. this is very similar material that firefighters have in their, in their outfits. So it's, it's specially designed sure. um, to take heat. And then you can easily unsnap it and throw it in your washing machine or dryer to clean it off. That's so. pretty cool. That's how a firefighter uh, dries their uniform after washing it. They put it in the oven? Yeah, just stick it in the oven. <laughs> when they just put it in the dryer? Oh yeah, I guess so. Oh, okay. <laughs> do, do they put their turkey in the dryer to cook it? <laughs> <laughs> Never go to a firefighter's house yeah. for Thanksgiving. No. <laughs> no. Good point. Like you hear the dryer go, food's done. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so I want to talk a little bit about just some specific um, cooking tasks that you might do to prepare your Thanksgiving meal. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of us boil things as we're getting ready to cook, you know, boiling potatoes or things like that. And it can be tough to tell when water is boiling, right? So sure. the tendency, I think, is to lean in, right? So you're trying to see if the water's moving or trying to hear if yeah. that water is, is boiling or mm -hmm. moving. Um, but leaning into that hot pot of boiling water is probably not real safe, right? <laughs> <laughs> not so, the smartest, yeah. Um, so there are some ways that can kind of keep you back a little bit and still let you hear the water. Um, there's a cool little disc. It's very low tech. It's called a boil alert disc. Um, it's a little disc made out of ceramic, mm -hmm. so it's porous. And how this works is you, you fill up your pot of water and then you put this disc in the water before you turn anything on. So you keep the burner off so you can fill up your water, touch the pan, put your disc inside, and then you turn on your burner. And then once the water starts to boil, you're gonna hear a little rattling noise, like just very slight noise, like That's that disc is, is moving because of the moving water. And then when your, your water's really boiling, you really will hear it kind of like really rattling on the bottom of the pan. So such a low-tech invention, but it really kind of keeps you back and lets you know that that water is boiling. And So here's a question. So let's say I'm going to boil potatoes. Mm -hmm. I mean, usually I would just open up a box of instant potatoes. Oh, come on. Micro, but let's say, no, I'm making, no. let's say I'm making mashed potatoes from scratch, which I've never done in my life. Seriously? Uh, never. I do it all the time. Really? It's delicious. So. You have to what teach me. Mashed potatoes from scratch. I've never done. Oh, never. You my so a, a session with Do you me just in the cook kitchen. potatoes and then smash them? Yeah, and then add some things in, like butter. <laughs> a few more steps. Right, yes. A few more steps. <laughs> um, do you just leave the? And I, I love these products. They have just straight. There's like yeah, no, no creativity yeah. to the name. <laughs> it's very do you leave the boil alert pod? Uh, do you leave it in there then Good when you question. cook your potatoes, or or are you supposed to pull it out? And if so, how? Yeah, would I get you do that, that question a lot actually. So yeah, you leave it in there as it's boiling because it's going to be hot the disc yeah. will be hot and then at the end when you go to you know strain the water off in a strainer or however you remove the food mm -hmm. you leave it in there and let it cool off you can remove it either after it's cooled off or you can take like a little scoop or something and get it out but don't touch it with your hands because it will be 
really okay. hot. So it's safe to leave in while you cook your Definitely. food. Definitely. Yep. Okay. It's it's food safe. Yep. Cool. Exactly. Well, it's a nice ceramic flavor to your potatoes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just, well, I, I can't tell you being blind and eating how many times I've t taken a forkful of something I had no idea. So I could just sit down like I'm eating mashed potatoes and I'm yep. like, oh, big ceramic <laughs> disc. Right I mean, yeah, yeah, You'll like, realize oh, right away. Must have cooked it and cooked this one long enough. <laughs> Little ceramic flavor. Yeah, yep. exactly. <laughs> um, other things, um, you know, making sure that your food is cooked all the way, you know, cooking your turkey or your meat, oh, yeah. you want to make sure it's cooked correctly oh, yes. and safely, right? Um, or your tofurkey, I just like to put Or your tofurkey, oh, yep, sure. that's true. Mm -hmm. yep, your turducken? Exactly. <laughs> Don't you know what a turducken is? I've never heard of it. That's where you take, oh, all right, I forget now. <laughs> turkey, a turkey, duck, and chicken, but how, I think the you order? stuff, yeah, what, well, one gets stuffed, what, the chicken gets the stuffed chicken into the, the duck? The chicken into the turkey. Oh, chicken into the turkey? I think, and the duck into the chicken. And then the duck into the chicken. It's you, all three of them. You realize I'm vegetarian. I know you are. <laughs> it's probably something you'll never have, something I'm I don't sure, know I thought you I maybe at least heard of the turkey. No, yeah. I could stuff to, I mean, uh, tofu chicken into tofu turkey. Into oh. to, to, I don't think they do tofu duck, though, sadly. Probably not. Probably not, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, making sure that your food is cooked all the way is important. And, and I think a lot of times people tend, especially with meat, they tend to overcook it because they're yeah. worried about it mm. being undercooked so understandably and you don't want to do that with your thanksgiving turkey because you don't want to dry it out for, no. for your guests yeah. you ever saw christmas uh, national lampoon's christmas oh, yeah. vacation <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. she yes. cuts the turkey in it so there are some devices for making sure it's cooked out the way timers you know always set some sort of a timer when mm -hmm. you're cooking um, there's lots of different timers your cell phones have timers which are great because your cell phones are usually on you or nearby mm -hmm. you. I know I have to have mine right by me. <laughs> um, digital assistants, again, can work really great for setting timers. Um, what's nice about those is you can ask the digital assistant how much time is left, mm. which is very helpful. I will say yeah. as well, with the smartphone, if you have your um, hands-free voice assistant set up, then you can use that basically yeah. the same as your, uh, oh, that's as your yeah. Amazon Alexa or whatever it yep, might be. So, exactly, yeah. mm -hmm. definitely. Um, if you prefer some of the lower tech options, there are large print timers that you can get. This mm -hmm. is a great big one. Um, very simple dial, so you just turn it. Um, it's got tactile markings on it, so you can feel the numbers. It has, I think it has some, not braille, but tactile markings. Mm -hmm. And then this one is white numbers on a black background, which again, that makes those numbers kind of stand out a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, we also have, um, there's other simple timers. This is just a basic digital timer where the numbers are slightly raised up. And then we put some of those bump dots that we learned about oh, cool. earlier yeah. um, on this timer to make it even more accessible. Braille timers too. Yep, yep. Braille. There's talking timers. We have one here that has a... Um, timer off. The timer time is zero hour 59 minutes. Oh, I did have some time on there. <laughs> um, so yeah, talking timers can be helpful too. So if you like some of those lower tech options, they're available. But always set some sort of a timer when you're getting back into the kitchen and cooking more. Um, there are also talking meat thermometers. I don't know if you've ever used one of these before, but these can be very helpful. I uh, I don't use that that kind. I use the uh, type that connect to your smartphone. Yeah. So I've used the iGrill before, and then oh. my family for Thanksgiving, not for Thanksgiving, why would my family give me a present for Thanksgiving? <laughs> why not? For Father's <laughs> Day, they gave me a, a new one called a Meter. Oh, cool. I think it's M-E-A-T. Now that is a smart name. Yeah, and um, <laughs> this one, what's so cool about it is it connects to my smartphone, but it also connects to Amazon Echo. Oh, and so cool. I, I put it, uh, you stick it into the meat, 
and then on the app you choose what meat you're cooking, how thick it might be, and then oh, it will cool. tell you when it's done based on the correct temperature. Oh, that's but cool. then you can also track it. But then you can also at the same time ask your Amazon Echo. Uh, what the temperature is and how much time is left and all that too. Nice. So that's what. So it's. I mean, it's a, you know, a high tech version mm -hmm. of the of the talking cooking timer, but well, uh, has nice. some extra features. Mm, I like cool. that. It, you don't have to think quite so much. Like so, with this one, you have to know what's a safe temperature yeah. because it's going to tell you what the temperature of the meat is. Yeah. So if you don't know anything about cooking or. You know what temperature should it be you can always look that up and that you can't uh, leave in either in. right i mean that's got a plastic yeah, exactly. top and so, so it's exactly more you just poke stuff. it in yeah. test it and then remove it right away got it um, but it's it, again if you like something simple with just simple buttons it has a, um just two buttons really um one is your on off button um and it tells you what you're doing the other side of that same button has a, a fast temperature button which once you press it, it's going to start beeping and just telling you it's doing its thing. Mm -hmm. um, and then, so I'll show you how that works. Can you take your own temperature with it, Rose? No. You're not supposed to put it no. under your tongue. Don't put it under your tongue, tongue. Okay. or anywhere else. <laughs> Got it. Got it. I thought that. supposed to get the no. meat juice <laughs> Just for food. Inside <laughs> oh, food. <laughs> um, and then on the top of the, um, up above is your talking button. So once you let it go, then you hit the talking button. 84.5 degrees F. And it tells you what, what nice. the temperature is. Wait, so. is that the temperature in this room? Probably feels pretty hot in here. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> um, but it's nice to, you know, with using these thermometers too, you can use the probe as a way to kind of poke around too and find the meat that you're trying to test mm -hmm. and, and, and search for it using those. I usually sort of keys. like, I try to find the edge and then yep. make, make a circle, like not uh, outline it basically, because yep. then you really get an idea. Okay, now I can stab in the middle. Exactly. So okay. that's the best place to put it in, into the middle? I think you want to put it into the part. thickest, right? Yeah. Okay. yeah, yep. And I do recommend too, like once you find kind of where the middle is, to poke all the way down until you touch the pan, but lift it up right away. Mm -hmm. So, because then you know that you're inside the meat, mm. but you don't want to rest it on the pan because mm. then you'll get the temperature of the pan. Right. Um, but that tells you that you're inside the thickest yeah. part. Corey, so. what was the name of your uh, fancy? Uh, I think meter, M-E-A-T. -E it's either E, I think it's E-R. Yeah. And we'll it's quite it's quite accessible. Mm -hmm. uh, a little recharger ca uh, case that it sits in. It's really, uh, as cool. with any of these things, you have to be somewhat uh, skillful with your yeah, smartphone. You as well. Although, if you uh, have a family member that sets it up and yeah. and you just want the Amazon Echo piece, ah, that, that could yeah. work. Oh well, I take that back because I think they have to set the cooking on the app. But oh, okay. you, you're right; you do need some. If you only cook stuff. one thing every time. The same thing. <laughs> Maybe it would work. That's <clears throat> it's kind of nice to know about a variety of tools, right? Mm -hmm. So like the lower tech up to the higher tech. Yeah, there's there's sure. lots of options out there, which is nice, especially for timers. And we're, yeah. we're hoping next year as one of our uh, uh, one of our shows, oh, right. we'll be going to Corey's house and Corey is actually going to do some live barbecuing. I've us. never uh, grilled oh, cool. tofu before, so yeah. you're going to have to help. I've done uh, bean burgers. Those would be fine. Uh, oh. Black bean burgers, I did. So yeah, well, uh, well, well, we're gonna have to, we're gonna see what it's like. Yeah. So uh, hopefully we'll get a live demo of the meter at that point. That's oh, true. that'll yeah. be cool. Yeah. Yep. Excellent. 
Um, other things, you know, cutting food for your Thanksgiving meal, you'll probably have to cut up some items, right? So I just like to interject. My wife, the the thing she hates most in life is cutting anything. Oh really? really? Yeah, what? I don't know why she has a deadly uh, kind of obsession with she, not cutting. Is she afraid of knives? No, like she, she just hates them. She finds it really boring. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but it's not like you're cutting for three hours. I, I mean, it's I, an activity that takes ten seconds. I know. I, I've, I have oh, I can't be bored for ten seconds. Right. So anytime <laughs> we Sorry, have Georgia, if you're watching. Anytime we have a meal with uh, with cut vegetables, they're always like cut to the most minimum degree. <laughs> like a oh, carrot, it'll just be like cut in half or something like that. Then both that she can stick in her mouth. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that is funny. Is that um, why she became a vegetarian? Because she just didn't want to <laughs> cut meat ever. <laughs> but yeah, so cutting. Make sure you're safe when you're cutting is important. Um, there are cutting gloves that you can get. Um, this is a cutting glove. It's lined with stainless steel, even though it doesn't look it or feel like it. Yeah. Feels like a comfortable like winter type glove, uh, but it protects your hand, especially the hand that's holding on to whatever you're going to cut. The one that usually, yeah. Yeah, so it can be very, very helpful. You can throw this in the washing machine and dryer, um, wash it easily. Um, having a nice cutting board is important. Um, stabilizing your cutting board is very important. So whatever kind you use, you know, having a nice big one is helpful so mm -hmm. that the food stays on the cutting board and then making sure it stays on your surface either by putting it on a little towel or you can also get non-slip shelf liner and just cut out a little piece to set your board on. That's a good idea. You don't want that moving around on you when you're cutting. Mm -hmm. um, sharp knife too, right? Mm. Isn't that definitely what they say? Sharp the knife. sharper the yes. knife, the better, the, the safer the it is. The sharper the better, exactly. Because with a sharp knife, it's going to go through the food much easier. You're not going to have to use as much effort because mm -hmm. when you're using effort, that's when you can when slip you and mm. yeah. yourself. Yeah. Mm. Um, and a, a dull knife makes a more dangerous injury. So. Do you ever, don't you remember the commercial? Do you remember, Rose, uh, you're, you and I are closer. Luke's uh, too young. But do you remember the Ginsu 2000 commercials? <gasps> Remember the, oh, there used to be a, used to be a TV spot. It was the Ginsu knives, and they'd go oh, around, yeah, they'd yeah. cut a can, yeah. and then they'd cut a tomato. <laughs> and they, it's like, who's cutting an aluminum can? You know, <laughs> like, right, like, right, sure, exactly. Look how sharp it is. You can cut a can. Like, oh, that's good. That's what I wanted to do. True. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, things you don't want. You want a sharp knife. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I do recommend, too, if you are... If you haven't cut since losing your vision or you have a lot of that fear, which a lot of people can have, mm -hmm. to get a little bit of training in some of those techniques too. Because there are some techniques where you can use your sense of touch a little bit more. Um, and making sure that you're not trying to cut too quickly. Don't be like those chefs on yeah. TV at first. You might get to that point, but start out slow and cautious and take your time. Um, and just I want to show you this cutting board too. This is a low vision cutting board that's white on one side and black on the other. So if you have some of that vision, if you're cutting that white onion, cut it on the black side. You know, bright tomato, cut it on the white side. So it's, it really does stand out a little bit more, makes it easier to see. Mm -hmm. um, and then there are adaptive peelers that you can get because for Thanksgiving, you're probably going to be peeling potatoes. Mm -hmm. um, Another thing my wife hates doing. Sweet potatoes, things like that. She doesn't like cut peeling either. <laughs> it's like, peeling as well. Yeah. Oh it's, like, I mean, it's like cutting anything. Peeling is like just, yeah. All right. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. We're learning new things here. Yeah. 
going to um, be so happy that you're sharing that. <laughs> well, I honestly don't like peeling things either, just because, mm. yeah, it does take some time. And peelers, traditional peelers, are just hard I, to use, I right? find when I peel carrots, at the end, I just have this thin, teeny little <laughs> like, I find that it's like, I must, I'm obviously peeling way too much. But I'm peeling, too no, are you using a knife or are you no, using I a peeler? No, I use a peeler, but I think I'm just like either doing it too hard or too many times. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So, like, I got this nice big carrot, and at the end, it's just this thin little... <laughs> I have a pro tip for you. Don't bother peeling the cows. They don't need to be peeled. That's you don't true. Have all to the, peel all a lot the of probably all the goodness is in the skin. That's what they say. I think yeah. I think parents just said that to get kids to eat because <laughs> they were lazy and didn't want to peel it. It's well, I, I with potatoes, like if I'm making mashed potatoes, I don't peel it because yeah, the nutrients are in the skins, and as long as you wash it mm -hmm. nicely, it's fine. Mm. But if you are choosing to peel and wanting enough. to peel. What makes an adaptive peeler versus just a normal peeler? Yes. What's the difference? So it's a normal peeler has a handle that you hold on to and then the sharp part comes off of the end of it. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's hard to tell where that blade is. It's kind of out in space, out in front of you. So it's hard to line that up with the potato or whatever you're peeling. Um, the adaptive peeler, it's called a palm peeler. So you wear it kind of like a ring. Um, oh, it's blended in a little bit with my background because it's green. Oh, yeah. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, Look so at this. <laughs> so you wear it like a ring um, on your, usually your middle finger, and then kind of slide it down your hand. And then the blade is on the inside of your hand, on your palm. Oh, so then you're so kind, you're of, kind just of yeah, rubbing, exactly, rubbing kind it of, almost. Yeah. Versus, okay, exactly. That makes sense. So you always know where that blade is, and you also get a lot more feedback as you're doing that. So you can feel like how the peelings are coming off. You can also use your fingers to feel what's the peeled side or yeah. what's the unpeeled side. So you don't get that skinny carrot like <laughs> you always get. I yeah. say so you are 100% getting one of those from me for Christmas. I can't wait. Yeah. I'm ready to palm peel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get you two so you can have one on either hand. Ooh. <laughs> well, and nice. that's, that sounds like it's a new, instead of Freddy Krueger. Exactly. A new the peeler. Halloween, you're walking around with pa yeah, the peeler. Pa Peter what peeler. do you need peel? Pizza peeler. There you go. Peter Pizza peeler. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like, I bought one for myself because my son likes to cook in the kitchen, so it's a nice kind of a safer one sure. mm -hmm. for him to use. And then my mom has arthritis, so peeling is difficult. So this is a lot easier to use if you have some physical issues as sure. well. I'm surprised I haven't invented something where you can just drop in the food and it just peels it for you. Like somehow. spins around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah. might be some gadget out there yeah, that, that know. does you something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, we've, <laughs> <laughs> we've cooked all of our food, so then at the end of your Thanksgiving meal, you want to eat it, right? So No, um, just throw it away. You just want to look at it yeah. and just okay. throw it away at the yeah. end, right? <laughs> I end um, up throwing away most of the food I cook. <laughs> not, not because, it's mostly because it's not edible <laughs> at the end of it. <laughs> so, you know, when you sit down at your table, making sure that you can identify your food and your table setting is important. Um, if you have some vision, bringing in some good contrast is important. So a placemat is a great thing to have because you can choose placemats. Oh, I have a green placemat, of course, <laughs> my green is green. <laughs> it looks like it's uh, see-through. <laughs> it looks see-through. So having a placemat that has some good contrasting color with your tableware. So if you have a white plate, having a dark placemat. Um, I like placemats, too, that have some texture to them. So mm -hmm. you can really feel where your, your space is. Uh, using plates that are have raised up edges on them so that the food doesn't fall off your plate is important. Mm -hmm. That raised up edge also gives you something to push your food up against so that you can get it on your utensil easier <coughs> and up to your mouth. Um, you may also be going over to people's houses where you're not 
comfortable or familiar with their table setting as well. Mm -hmm. So one method you can use to get familiar with where things are on your table, it's called the low and slow method. And all it is is keeping your hands low, so like touching the table, and moving them slowly around the table to get you know, an idea of where things are laid out on your table mm -hmm. without knocking them over. Mm -hmm. So instead of reaching across and knocking over your wine glass, um, moving it slowly. Yeah, I would imagine one of my greatest fears would be knocking over a drink. Because mm -hmm. especially like with something like a wine glass, mm -hmm. where yes. it could be very easy to do because of yeah. the weight distribution. So, exactly. Yeah. We yeah. just had a, a Dining in the Dark fundraising event last mm -hmm. week. Mm -hmm. uh, and that was, you know, it's one of the kind of the tips we give is you got a room of 250 people <laughs> who have blindfolded themselves. Mm -hmm and trying to find wine and water glasses and yeah, yeah just yeah. keeping slow and, and then putting it back where, where you found yeah. or, or even if it's not where you found it, just make sure you're always putting it back in the same spot i find sometimes if i forget to do that i'll eat and then maybe i put my fork and it's i'm feeling it's a little messy from eating so i don't want to just set it right down mm -hmm. so i put it on the edge of my plate but mm -hmm. then it kind of gets pulled into the plate if you're eating with the spoon right, right, and right, now right, you're looking right. for your fork and now you gotta dig your hands ah. in the yeah, exactly. so just putting it back uh each time is spot. yes exactly yeah yeah and then also like throughout the eating process you may have to just continue to use that low and slow method because mm -hmm. yeah things get moved around on you as mm. you're eating so um but yeah that, those are some good little tips one other gadget i want to show you if you're trying to pour some drinks pour your your holiday drinks um, pouring can be tricky with vision loss um, i do recommend pouring over like a tray or the sink so if you do spill it catches that um, there's lots of different ways that you can pour effectively though um, one is to when you're pouring into a cup always line up what you're pouring from the container you're pouring from up to the cup so they're actually touching mm -hmm. so you can feel them so don't pour up in space <laughs> you don't know where that liquid is going so make sure they're touching um, you can also stick your finger inside the cup when you're pouring as long as it's for you and not for somebody else that's gross <laughs> uh, but you can stick your finger inside Hold on, the cup. what if it's a close family member is that acceptable that i think if okay. you ask yeah. them hey yeah. do you want to taste my finger <laughs> and if they're like no problem always you, wash your hands before you do you that do too. Yeah, <laughs> so don't you i mean i just drink right out of the bottle like, I don't even pour it in a cup. That's not a good solution? Probably. If you live with others, <laughs> okay. again, that's probably not the best solution. <laughs> but as long as they don't mind. Yes. Yeah, yeah, always ask. Like I just like sit down said. for dinner and I have a whole gallon of milk <laughs> in front of me. Might look a little awkward too. Yeah, exactly. And you won't knock it over either. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> that's, true. that's very yeah. true. And then someone needs a refill. It's right there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but as you're pouring too, you can notice differences in the, the weight of the cup, mm -hmm. the sound. A lot of times you can mm -hmm. hear hot, when it's uh, filling. Um, but if you're pouring like a hot drink, you don't want to stick your finger inside yeah. the cup. So there are devices that can be helpful. Um, this is called the liquid level indicator. It has some metal prongs. You hang it on the top rim of your cup with the prongs facing down inside the cup. Um, and then it's operated by battery. And so you pour like you, like I just said, with touching the cup with your container, listen to those audio cues. <clears throat> when the liquid touches the metal prongs, the device is gonna make a sound something like that where it's beeping mm -hmm. and that tells you to stop pouring and so it leaves a little bit of space at the top of the cup which is nice so if you're pouring your hot drinks your hot toddies and you know tea and coffee um, it's a great tool to use for that awesome um, well that's some uh, fantastic tips there yeah and i feel like everybody now is going to be safer and uh, more productive and um 
Uh, what's the other word I used? Not tastier. Uh, yeah, you said tasteful. Yeah, tasteful. more tasteful. Thank yeah. you. Yes. In their kitchen this Thanksgiving. I feel uh, like I'm, yeah, I feel like. Call me no excuses now. I feel right? like when I go to my wife's aunt's house who makes all the food, <laughs> I'll be able to give her some pointers. You can mash the potatoes, okay? Yeah. Uh, Boil and yes. mash the potatoes. Thank you. Yeah, you, you really need to be doing that. I'm um, going to try it. I will, yeah, I will I'll tell you right now. Yeah. I will make, I will make, I will bring them in. Excellent. With nice. broccoli. Okay. I'm, I'm slightly scared. <laughs> but also looking forward to it. Right. Uh, but no, those are some uh, fantastic tips, Rose. So thank you very much. You're welcome. Yeah. And uh, we hope everybody has a wonderful Thanksgiving because in two weeks' time, we won't be here. Yeah, we're off for Thanksgiving, our next yeah. one. So uh, we're yeah. back in December. Yeah. For Is it the year wrap-up? It is, Sam? with Sam. For, yeah. Yeah, so in four Sam weeks' Seaver. time, we will be uh, returning with Sam CV from The Blind Life to do a end-of-year wrap-up on assistive technology that we've used this year that we uh, like. And uh, that should be fun. Usually is uh, a good laugh with Sam there. Sam's fun, yeah. Um, for Thanksgiving, I will be in England. Now, Corey, uh, do you know what I will be eating for Thanksgiving in England? Any ideas? Well, you're vegetarian, mm. so mm. it will not be any kind of meat product. To mm. Tofu chicken? To mm. to chicken? The answer is tofu nothing turkey? because we don't celebrate Thanksgiving in oh, England. Yeah, that's right. So. Oh, a trick question. <laughs> yeah, I should have thought of that. Oh, sorry, I felt like yeah, that was a trick question. <laughs> it was a, it was a, you're going to eat something. You will be eating uh, on Thanksgiving. Right. I'm going to make a, I'm gonna make it specifically like I'm going to fast on that day now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's not like a lot of work just to spite me. I mean, <laughs> you're, you're the one suffering. I'm 100% not going to do that. Uh, everybody, we have a YouTube channel. If you would care to go there, it is youtube.com forward slash in... No, it's not. Uh, it is... Wait, no, it is. No, YouTube.com <laughs> YouTube slash Vision Forward Tech Connect. Thank you. YouTube.com forward slash Vision Forward Tech Connect. Yeah. We currently have a video up on the Arcs Vision which we did do a uh, Tech Talk, uh, sorry, last Tech Connect Live on as well, yeah. the last one, yeah. yeah. Um, but, Although uh, if you were on YouTube, you couldn't hear it. No, so if you're on check YouTube, out that video. you should check out the video for sure. Um, it's a condensed video showing some of the features and with a few uh, jokes thrown in there. So uh, feel free to check that out and please do like and uh, subscribe and hit the notifications bell and all of that stuff as well. And we'll have a video releasing the week of things. No, we won't. The weekend after, the week after, no, the week of Thanksgiving, yeah, we'll have a video drop dropping. Dropping. Uh, that one's a flashback to 1992. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, a and a piece of uh, assistive technology from 1992. It was a fun video. I think it's going to yeah. turn out well. Yeah, it's a good, so uh, fun, fun little comparison between some modern devices versus some older ones. Uh, Rose, if people need some cooking tips direct in person, what is the best way to reach you? Um, they can just call our main number, mm -hmm. uh, main phone number, 414 615 Zero one zero zero. They can ask to speak with Eli, who's our program assistant, um, and then he can help get people started. So I do one-on-one -on -one training um, in not only cooking skills, but other areas of daily living, cleaning skills, taking your medication, getting dressed, identifying items, lots of different areas. Um, but yeah, get in touch with um, Eli to get the ball rolling on setting up some, some training. Cool. All right, well, with that being said, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Again, have a wonderful Thanksgiving, and we yeah. will look forward to seeing you in four weeks' time. Thank you. Bye for now. Bye. Thanks for joining us for another Tech Connect Live. If you enjoyed Corey and Luke's antics, be sure to join us next time. For all things Tech Connect, go to vision-forward.org slash techconnect.